Yo guys, welcome back to the Nevermind Polly podcast, the most inconsistent music podcast on the internet. I'm going to nick that tagline and I'm, I'm, I'm running with it. I started with it last week and I'm now running with it because we're not consistent, but we are, it's high quality. Um, I've got my wonderful good friend <laughs> Reese here on the line with me. How are you doing, sir? I'm good. doing very well. I'm stressing a bit. Packing for for Reading Festival, we'll get on to that in a bit, a little bit. Yes, definitely the infamous Reading and Leeds Festival. Um, so, for those of you, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, welcome. If you are an OG listener, welcome back. Um, we've been away for a couple of weeks uh, due to me going to Bloodstock, uh, which we'll get on to. Uh, really stressing about Reading, and among many other things, which I'm sure we'll catch up on over the course of this podcast. Um, if you look what you hear, obviously hit us up on our socials, which is, if you go on to Google, type in Nevermind Poly Podcast, we'll come up there. Facebook the same, Instagram the same. Um, yeah, so go and do that. Give us a five-star rating on the iTunes or Spotify. I haven't asked you guys to do that in a long time, so that would be super cool if you could do that. And leave us some sort of nasty, hateful comment under the five-star review so we know that you're one of us. One of us. One of us. Anyway, sorry, I've had way too much coffee before starting this recording. I just... <laughs> so, a peek behind the curtain. We're recording this on a Sunday afternoon. I've just had a roast chicken dinner and coffee, which I didn't realise was a combo that I needed, but apparently I did. So, um, yeah, it's been a while, Reese. How's things, mate? I'm good. I'm just. I want to say something controversial here, which could spark a big debate. I mean, go for it. That's what we're famous for. Go for it. Roast dinners, man. It could only be in the Christmas. <laughs> Fucking hate them. Um. Okay. Like I, I can. So I think it's a quintessential British thing to have a roast dinner on a Sunday. But yeah, Sunday roast dinner on a Sunday in the heat of the summer is a bit odd. I will say that much. But it was really, really tasty. I absolutely scrammed it down, I'm not going to lie. Listen to me so I can, (laughs) at like a complete child, scrammed it down. I've been watching too many TikToks. I'm blowing ever for that (laughs) one. (laughs) Um, Yeah, we alluded to the fact that I went to Bloodstock Festival at the start of the podcast. Um, I did. That was a bit mad. Um, and just to shout out um, Bloodstock Festival for being absolutely fantastic festival that it was. Um, but, regrettably, out of the 20-odd people I camped with, about eight of us have come down with COVID. So, not me, though. Oh. I, I'm one of the lucky ones that seems to, seems to have got away with it so far. I've taken, like, three um, lateral throws... Uh, and two PCRs, and all come back negative. So I feel like I'm out of the woods with regards to going to the festival. So that's a good thing. But in terms of people who have got the coronavirus, they're pretty much fine. They all had double vaccinations and things, and we all kind of knew what we were getting in for. But um, they're just feeling a bit under the weather rather than anything more serious. And obviously we wish them... All the best in their recoveries and all that kind of jazz, but um, yeah, I, th- I think it's, yeah, I think it's just part of it now going forward. Is that if you're gonna 
do these things, just make sure you're double vaxxed and, and what have you, and you're taking the right precautions because there's a high chance you might get it. Um, yeah. Most you know, definitely. So, yeah. And that's the thing. I think it's, um, it's you know, so for example, I in the UK, in, in England, because where Reese's from Wales has slightly different rules to England because the English government have basically gone, well, fuck it, if you're going to die, just die. We don't worry about it. Um, where Wales and Scotland take a bit more of a reserved approach, thank God. Um, but I went into a pharmacy to pick up some uh, prescription and uh, I forgot to wear a mask. Ordinarily, in a hospital environment, I'd wear a mask. I'm not, like, obliged to legally, I don't think, in hospitals or Maybe not in pharmacies, but anyway, the girl behind the pharmacy wasn't wearing a mask, so I felt like I wasn't doing a bad thing, per se. Normally I would, it was just I forgot. And um, my mum, like, had a, the biggest go at me. She was like, what are you doing not wearing a mask in a pharmacy? And I was like, but it's just something we've got to live with now. It's And it's so weird. It's, uh, going to the festival was such a weird juxtaposition because... Nobody was wearing a mask. I think I saw about, um, in terms of punters at least, anyway, I saw about four people, four or five people across the whole five days wearing a mask. Um, a lot of the staff wearing masks, all the bar staff, all the security staff were all wearing masks, so that kind of helps. But um, obviously there's no legal obligation to do so at this point. But yeah, yeah. Bloodstock. Ah. Oh. Should we talk about 2022 before we talk about... Should we talk about like, next year coming? Because they, they made an announcement. And I want to get your opinion on the, announce, on the announcement for Bloodstock okay. 2022. Um, obviously, there's a lot of bands that got pulled across from 2020 and 2021 that couldn't play it. Obviously, uh, they've been rebooked for the new festival in 2020. So, as things stand on the Friday, these aren't headliners for Friday, by the way. Uh, it's Exodus, Gua, and Bollywood. And then on the Saturday, it's headliner, uh, Merciful Fate. Obviously, they were due to play this year, but couldn't pulled out of various yeah. things. Um, Dear Paul Gear, uh, Bury Tomorrow, Sacred Reich, uh, The Black Die Murder. And then on Sunday, so we got this announcement just after Skindred played. So Skindred played on the Saturday, uh, and they played just, I think it was Saturday. It was either Friday or Saturday. I can't quite remember off the top of my head. I think it was the Saturday, uh, just before Creator came on. Um, and they obviously played on the screen. Here's the headline. The absolute roar that went up when Lower God was announced as the Sunday Night Headliner. <laughs> I was in eye. I was so happy about that. Uh, and then we have Phil uh, Anselmo and the Illegals, uh, Violence are Back, Butcher Babies, and Life of Agony. Also, it's worth noting, on the Thursday, the, fri- the, f- the, night fr- the Night Flight Orchestra, I'll get that right one day, are playing on the safe <laughs> stage. And if you've not checked out the Night Flight Orchestra, I would definitely recommend you checking it out. They are great. They're like... I don't even know how to describe them, but they are just—they're just really good fun. Go and check them out. But yeah, what are you saying about that lineup? Are you interested at all? Does it get you 
your blood pumping or not really? To be honest with you, mm. it doesn't really because I mean I, I'm I'm not into the heavier spectrum. Like Lamb of God for me, like I've never really gravitated towards them fully. Mm-hmm. Um, I like some of their songs and stuff like that. Um, but a lot of the lineup, like Barry Tomorrow, I like, but obviously they've lost their lead singer now, haven't they? Uh, um, so they've lost uh, Jason, who played guitar. Danny, oh, the lead singer, yeah, his guitarist and oh, clean, clean singer. Um, he, he also... Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I don't, I, I don't know. No, nothing jumps out at me that goes, I've got to go. Um, but obviously, like I understand that that's a, a very good lineup for 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 your typical uh, Bloodstock fan. But I think what could entice you to go is if that that third headliner was trivial. Now, see, this this is what a lot of people were saying. So, uh, at Bloodstock Festival, if you've never been to Bloodstock Festival, it's the UK independent metal festival basically to go to if you're into metal and download is a little bit too soft for you um and, and reading and leads is obviously out of the question if you're into the metals pretty much um bloodstock is the one to really go it's the kind of pilgrimage to go to um they have what's known as the uh the ram gallery which is a rock and metal gallery and because paul gregory who we've had adam which is uh his son uh, so uh, Paul is the father um, on the podcast, and he done a, he done back in the eighties a lot of the original Saxon artwork, uh, along with a lot of other bands and things. So he has a lot of his work on display. They've got um, Lemmy's guitars and basses on display, things like that. Anyway, the point I'm getting to is the Trivium new artwork uh, for the tenth album, which is coming out later this year, was uh, an original painting. That's in the gallery, and it was fucking awesome. Which is oh, wow. given many, many speculation that they will be the headliner for Friday. My only thing I would say in retaliation to that is if Merciful Fate are the quote unquote classic band, Lamb of God are kind of like your new, newer band, then. Ordinarily speaking, for Bloodstock, you generally have a more extreme band as you as the other end of the other end of the spectrum. Someone like Behemoth or um, sort of Emperor Mayhem, that kind of end of the. Don't get yeah. me wrong; I would love to prove wrong, and I'd love to have Trivium there because Trivium, you know, I mean, the, the Trivium aren't they? They're absolutely fantastic, but um. Yeah, so one thing I did notice about 2021 is because, obviously, it was an all-UK affair, pretty much, because of the coronavirus. Um, and it left a few spaces in the bill for bands who, generally speaking, quote-unquote, wouldn't play the festival. So it, it left some interesting conversations. So in terms of who I saw... I'm not going to lie, I didn't see as many bands as what I thought I was going to do. And that's, <laughs> that's purely on my part because I haven't seen my Bloodstock friends and crew, if you like, for 18 months, two years. So we spent a lot of time chilling out at camp, drinking, having a lot of fun and just 
generally being with each other. So I didn't see anybody on Wednesday. Um, Although... Go on. To be honest, like, festivals, you always set out and you're like, right, I'm going to go see this band, this band, this band, in this order. I want to see these, these, these. You're like, oh, they're not clashing and all this. And you you see this, you're all laid out. You're going to go see all these bands. And you get there, you meet people, you end up speaking, you end up doing random shit, and you end up missing at least half of the bands you wanted to go see, but you still have the best time. Exactly. So it's, it's not, it's not unheard of or anything like that. So don't feel, don't be too hard on yourself. Yeah, you missed a few. Yeah, so I basically <clears> missed all of Wednesday. Uh, shout out to Raised by Owls Onslaught, who I heard were fantastic, and I expect nothing better than those two bands because they're great um terms of thursday again i didn't see anybody my bad although becca did go and see urn who i was told were amazing and i'm a bit i am in hindsight a bit pissed off that i didn't go and see urn but you know it's one of those things um but friday i did go and see some bands on friday so, I started off seeing um, Divine Chaos, who are a thrash band. They were very UK... Th- they're saying thrash, they're, sort of, they're quoted here as UK death thrash. Whatever death thrash really is. They're thrash metal, they're very, very good. Um, yeah. I then went to go and see Spellbards on the main stage, who were great. Uh, Dog Tired, who were really good as well. Um, and then I went back to the tent for a bit, so I didn't come out to play until Skindred. Skindred, Skindred, Skindred. I don't need to tell anybody who's seen Skindred live how great Skindred are live. Like, put that band in front of any audience, and it's a home run. The one thing I will say about Skindred, and I'll keep saying it, is they're almost an entertainer at this point rather than a band because everything Benji says is scripted even to the point where he does the song uh, about his friend who he lost he he lost his friend and he said you know um, talking about you know uh, going to see a friend one last time uh, and all this he does this big emotional speech at that point I'm not going to lie to you all I clocked out and I went to go and get a beer, and I was like, right, I, I've heard this all before, I don't need to do this again. Hello, before, went to the bar, watched them play Warning from the back of the field, it was great. You know, I mean, what more do you want from Skin Dread? Um, I saw a little bit of Devon Townsend. Devon Townsend I, is still mental. He's the most mental individual I've ever seen live. There was an elephant on stage at one point, like, not an actual elephant, but like an elephant, and it was all very, very bizarre. Um, I saw a little bit of Napalm Death. Um, Napalm Death were just ridiculously heavy, as you can imagine. Um, and then on to Saturday. Condra. What a way <laughs> to wake up with a hangover than seeing Condra. Um, obviously had Connor on the podcast, and he was very, very... Um, very friendly, very nice, and I've spoke to him since on Twitch's performance, and um, we are potentially going out for drinks after Creeper in London in December, so that'd be quite nice. 
But um, yeah, Condra were absolutely fucking savage as always. One thing that I'm absolutely gagging for with Condra though is I'm gagging for that new record because the, it's the same set every time and it's always blistering and it's always great. But I'm just gagging to hear the new songs. They open the new yeah. song, which they played at the download pilot, which is great. Um, but yeah, need 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 new material for them to play because. Although they are great, I just I really need to hear that new material. Um, Wargasm was a fucking car crash, as to be expected. <laughs> um, you know, to be fair to the Bloodstock crowd, um, there was a few down the front that were really going for it, but everybody else was like, "Eh, okay, fine." Um, I, d- but- I I don't think they're gonna come back. Like I, they they seem to have been like given like a, a big push this festival season. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they'll ever return. They just uh, everyone I've seen talk about them have been like, oh yeah, on record I could kind of get on with it, and then I seen them live and I was like, uh, no. <laughs> yeah, they're just, they're just they're just not for me at all, and they're one of those but one of those bands that they seem to be pushed by the media, and I just don't think they're ready. To like be a band on those kind of stages, they just they look out of shape, out of place. They don't look like they're comfortable in their own skin, let alone play their instruments. It's just it was a bit of a car crash. But you know, uh, one band that wasn't a car crash was Malevolence, absolutely fantastic hardcore as usual. One band who really surprised me uh, was While She Sleeps. Now, I say this. As a massive Warsaw's fan, wasn't sure how they were going to go down. They went down like a storm. It was really, really good, and it was one of those uh, sets that I think will be spoken about. Um, as do you remember where were you when? If you know what I mean. Um, do yeah. You, do you remember yeah. that 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 Trivium set in Download two thousand and five or whatever, and Slipknot in 09? Not obviously that terms of how big it was, but it was for for them and their career. It was uh, a, a set which I don't think they're going to forget anytime soon. Um, I then went back to the tent because fuck watching Cradle of Filth. Um, I, I'm not going to. I'm not going to put myself through that. Um, I watched a little bit of Crater. Crater were just great, you know, thrash metal, um, and yeah, they were great. But the festival was all about Sunday. And I didn't think I'd enjoy Sunday as much as I did, but Sunday were Sunday was fucking awesome. So I started the day off watching uh Cedar Blot, so it's spelt S E I D R B L O T. Right? Now they are a Norwegian or Scandinavian, one of the, they come from that end of the world, folk metal bands, and it was like kind of like the Who, as in like the Mongolian throat singing kind of that kind of style, but they're like chopping yeah. wood on stage. It was really you have to Google it to to believe it. It was really weird, but it what, was like all, like an instrument. Like, so like, they're, they're playing, chopping wood as an instrument. They're, they're playing an instrument, but like he was like chopping wood while he was singing and stuff. 
it was very, very bizarre, but it was very cool all the same. Um, I then went to go and watch uh, Diamond Head, who are great. Uh, I watched a band called Liberty Lies, who ordinarily would not play Bloodstock. They're just a straight-up rock band, but they're one of my highlights because they're, they're, they're really, really good. I really enjoyed them. Uh, Bleed From Within, just fucking brilliant as normal. Uh, you know, I think Scott, the front man, has got an absolute talent um, if it was being a front man in the same way that um, Winston from Parkway Drive is in the way that he really whips up a crowd. They're tight as anything, so they're really good. Um, Orange Goblin, 20-odd years of Orange Goblin at this point. Um, just a fantastic metal band. <sighs> don't, I, don't, I really don't want to talk about this. I sat and watched Therapy. And I was unsure if I liked therapy or not. Turns out I do not like therapy. Yeah. It was <laughs> it was it was a weird set. So uh, one thing I must address really quickly as well, the sound at Bloodstock was pretty bad most of the weekend because it was quite windy. But therapy set, the guitars were way, way too loud. The drums sounded alright, I suppose, but his voice was just drowned out, and he just sounded like an angry, shouty Irishman. But it was just... And I turned to my friend, who was watching them with me, and her other half loves them, and she's seen them a few times, and I said, do they always sound like this? And she was like, yeah, 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 and I was like, oh... I thought it was like a technical difficulty, but apparently they always sound like that. Um, uh, it was just, yeah, it wasn't for me. A lot of people enjoyed them, and that's fine, but they weren't for me. Um, one band who was for me, though, is a band called Ghosts of Atlantis. Um, they were meant to play on the new blood stage, closing the new blood stage, but Black Tongue um, had to pull out. So they got bumped from the New Blood to Sophie. Now I watched them and I thought they were fucking brilliant. They are like a symphonic black metal kind of hailing from the same place, hailing from Ipswich in uh, Suffolk, so not far from me, but also in the kind of same realm as where Cradle of Filth come from. And also, the the I think it's the guitarist used to play in Cradle of Filth, but. The, oh, right. the singer was so much ta- more talented than Danny Filth. <laughs> he didn't he didn't have the high pitched screech. That was it. So they were really good. Uh, Green Lung were fantastic. What I saw of them, I did have to watch Glory Hammer, and that was one of the weirdest things I think I've ever seen in my entire life. It was uh, Glory Hammer are currently going to be on tour with Ailstorm, so. Take from that what you will, but they were yeah. fucking awful power metal. They they always seem like some sort of like acid trip fever dream thing, mm-hmm. like just so weird, but also kind of good. Like I don't know, oh, almost like a, like as as guilty pleasures going away. Just like do you know what I mean? I don't understand mm. how to describe it because it's not a guilty pleasure. I, I don't know, no, just no, just no. weird but good. That's the thing. Like I've got nothing really against power metal it's just not for me and i get well up 
but then I'm developing, a, you know, I like Dragon Force, so that's the thing. Yeah. I quite like Sabaton, maybe, if I'm in the right kind I of mood. If I'm in the right kind of mood, I listen to a Sabaton. So, like, some of it, and Aelstorm are just fun, I guess. I can get on board with yeah. some of it. Glory Hammer is too far wacky the other end, where I'm like, <laughs> no, when it's like that end of wacky, I'm clocking out. Um, but this is going to shock you. This is the the second best band of the entire weekend was Saxon. Oh, wow. Right? Saxon. And I'll tell you why. It was a fucking brilliant... So, Brian Blessed was at the festival, right? And nobody really knew what Brian Blessed was doing, what he was there for. Brian Blessed came out to introduce Saxon. And it was the weirdest three and a half minutes of my life. Just, Brian Blessed come out. Just, I think he was unsure why he was there as well. It was very confusing. He came out and done a few Gordons Live, which was really funny. Um... He cracked a couple of jokes, and then he said that he's doing some sort of Shakespearean poem, and basically <laughs> at the end was like um, Saxon, Saxon, and got everyone to chant Saxon before they came on, and it was very bizarre. It was very funny, but it was also like it was one of those moments where everyone was looking around each other, going, "The fuck just happened?" That is weird. It, it was great. Well, did, did he? Is he? Is he friends with Saxon then? Has he got any affiliation with them, or is it just random? We have no idea. I it was just a, it was one of those amazing <laughs> moments where I was like that, and like I don't want to like shit on any other festival, but that is why Bloodstock is Bloodstock because things like that happen, and you're like, huh, a what? I don't understand. I, I like, would love it if, if if for every headliner at a festival. Mm. You know what they do with the nom- the nominations for like TV awards. If yeah. you had someone come out and do it like that, I'd yeah. be like just anyone randomly. Just hit David Attenborough come out. The close, the closest thing <laughs> that I've Slipknot. <laughs> literally, the closest thing that I've seen to that at another festival was in 2016 when Triple H, the wrestler, came out and gave David oh, yeah. Mustaine the Spirit of Lemmy Award. I don't quite... I mean, it was a nice gesture because it was the year Lily died. And all. Don't really know what that was all about. But anyway, I digress. Um, yeah, Saxon were fucking awesome. To the point where... Um, so, Saxon, if you don't know, are a band that have been going 40 years. Um, my dad went to go see Saxon back in the day, for example. And my dad always said to me, uh, you know, Saxon were, at least back in the day, the loudest band he's ever seen live they did not disappoint on that front they were definitely loud um to the point where bill boyford the lead singer walks out um they play about i don't know two note two bars of the guitar and he's like sorry sorry can you turn it up can you turn it up more more i still can't hear it more more that's it and the rest <laughs> of us are fucking like deaf yeah but in his in his like it was just really, really quiet but anyway yeah they played um a quite lengthy set like just over an hour which was fantastic um to be honest it was really really good i had a really good time watching them 
And then it was the turn of Judas Priest for the second time headlining Bloodstock. And are you much of a Judas Priest fan, Reese? I'm not. You're not? Okay. Not a massive Judas Priest fan. No, that's fair enough. I mean, I don't mean to to, uh, point out your age, but you are a younger person. So I can understand perhaps, you know, they're an older band, perhaps not being into them. Right, so... I'm just pulling up the set list. This is not going to mean a lot to you, but for everyone else who's over a certain age. So they played a set which, if you're a Jewish Priest fan and you're seeing on this 50 years of heavy metal tour, you're in for a fucking treat. They opened with One Shot of Glory, which is a live debut from like their album in 1980. They've never played live before. Oh, wow. Uh, Lightning Stroke off the new record. You've got something coming. Exciter, which is the first time they've played since 2005. Turbo Lover. Hell Patrol, which is the first time they've played since 2009. Halls of Valhalla, The Sentiment Rock and Roller, which is the first time they've played since 1976. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, they, they pulled up the deep cuts. <laughs> it was good. Um, Victims of Change, uh, Desert Plains, A Touch of Evil, which they haven't played since 05, uh, Descendant Aggressor, which they haven't played since 09, Blood Skies, which they haven't played since 2012, Invader, which again is an old one from the 80s, they've never played live until Bloodstock, and then they've done basically the best fucking like five, six run, Uh, so they've done Painkiller, Electric Eye, Hellbird Forever, Metal Gods, in which they brought out Glenn Tipton, the original guitarist, who has got Parkinson's, I do believe, uh, Breaking the Law, and Living After Midnight. That is how you do a fucking headline set at a festival. Wow. It was fucking glorious. I didn't watch Evil Scarecrow, because I didn't want to spoil my festival, pretty much. Um, And then we went out and got really drunk and it was fucking great fun um one thing i will say is my friends were absolutely shocked in dismay at the fact that i didn't shit for the entire festival wow that is that is something i mean that's probably too much info but like literally I had a I've I've developed over the course of two or three years a genuine like anxiety around festival portalies now. So now I'm just like, nope, just not gonna do it. They're just not gonna they're do definitely, it. Definitely, they're always worse than you you can explain to people. Like I'm always trying to explain to people what they're like, and they're, I'm like, no, it's just, I'm just like they're just the dirtiest thing in the world times a million like they're like things on places where no way they <laughs> like the ceilings how are the ceilings dirty like yeah when it gets to a point where you've got people like entering portaloos and then they just go nope <laughs> and then it's like x mark then for the next 30 people that one is out of use yeah they just <laughs> the weirdest thing was so we camped excuse me, in um, technically family or choir camping. Because we have a mixed sort of group of ages. There's like a few of us who are in our mid-twenties 
and a few of us in the sort of mid 30s to 40s. So it's kind of a mixed group, but it's quite nice in that respect. Um, we had compost toilets, which is as, yeah is as bad as it sounds. Um, so you know, you know the opening scene from Shrek where he bursts out the wooden door. Yeah. In the t- yeah. If you imagine that kind of style of portaloo, like a wooden, what? I'm not even exaggerating, like a wooden shack. <laughs> oh no! A wooden shack, almost right. And it had like proper. I've sort of been told I didn't go with them. And so it had like a proper proper seat and stuff, but it's like a wooden shack. Like, I don't know, like six, seven in a row, right? And outside the uh, the loos, there was a big, big, massive, um, sort of. Uh, can't think of a sack of uh, sawdust, and you had to take your cup of sawdust, and oh no, mate, it was fucking <laughs> grim. Oh, why is that a thing? Why? I, I mean, environment <laughs> from an environmental point of view, I can understand it, but let's no. let's just say <laughs> let's just say apparently there were some pileups. And you could, it was sort of, oh, right, yeah, geez. yeah, right. So you could See, just got, understand why I didn't, I didn't want to risk it. Yeah, I've got the, the I'm sure lots of people have this hack, but I didn't see that many people doing it when I had to download. I always, I think at four in the morning, they clean the toilets mm-hmm. or something or like five in the morning. Yeah. So I just wait, when I was at download, I'd be like, right, I like wait until then and then go and it's like the, the nicest thing at a festival they're completely clean and it's yeah it's just perfect i mean it's they're still not the best place in the world to be once you've been in it like midday uh and they haven't been clean for a few hours that is was the worst place to be on the planet um so yeah little tip for everyone just if you can try and wait till they decide to clean them or like pump it away because you usually have the the big tanker things, and then go. Oh god, yeah, definitely. Um, and I want to do a quick shout out to the uh, people who came up to me and said hello. That was really kind of you. Um, and you know it was really nice to hang out. Um, a shout out to Harry, who is a long term fan of the YouTube channel and the podcast. It was great to to meet Harry and hang out with Harry, and he ended up camping with us. It's a shame that he supports uh, Burton, but you know we can't we can't all. Uh, someone's got to support Burton, I suppose. But uh, yeah, he was a good <laughs> lad. Um, and just everybody came out to us and said hello. It was a pleasure to meet you all, apart from the weird ones in Midgard, who were very drunk and just hugging everyone and probably spreading COVID. But yeah, banter as they say. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, as right, got I've I have a question. Mm. So, I was in Bath the last few, uh, uh, last weekend while you were yeah, at Woodstock. you um, you uh, you broke the border. They let you out. I did. How was it? I came over to your side. It was strange. I don't know if you've ever been to Bath. I'm, I'm assuming you have. I, I maybe. have once. Yeah, yeah, it was nice. Why everything looks the same? Like everything is the same there. Like there's not a different. You, it's the easiest place to get lost because all the houses look the same because everything's made out of the same, same material. Um, but I had an amazing time. Um, I actually went to my first nightclub, which was weird. Nice. Uh, 
Yeah, it was. You not been to a nightclub in Wales yet? So they're not been open, have they? No, but, no, because they haven't been open since I turned eighteen. Wow, so I've never actually been. Yeah, and I, I, I was like, there was a, the first week of the nightclubs open was a week before, and they were all sold out. And I was like, I can't be bothered. So I went out to the bath, and I went there, and it was a really good time. I had my first Five Guys, which was the is the best food uh, fast food place on the planet. This is. Um, Okay, I want to stop you right there. What did you have in your Five Guys order? Uh, I think I had the the double cheese and the double bacon and cheeseburger mm-hmm. and then a medium fries and a chocolate milkshake. Did you not have any other toppings on it, on the burger? In the bit? What, what do you mean, the toppings? Well, because on Five Guys, you could have like the, I don't know, like a bacon... And cheeseburger, and then you can add like extra onions, tomatoes, like you can like mix them up. Oh, I don't have any of that shit anyway. A simple man, I, I like hate it. All that shit. A simple man, I like it. I like it. <laughs> give give me meat and bread, and I'm I'm happy. And cheese, <laughs> love it, love it. Fuck all that salad shit off. Yeah, the the milkshakes are definitely the best things I've ever tried ever, but I don't know how they get them that good. Uh, I, I had a McDonald's one yesterday. And I thought, what is, what? Yeah, yeah. It's it's just like so thick. It's almost not a drink. Mm. Like, <laughs> but it's so good. And but that's what I was on about. One of the things that happened was it was in the morning. Oh no, afternoon. I got there, um, and I received a voice message from you, asking what one hundred is in Welsh, <laughs> <laughs> or what a thousand is, and. There was no explanation. <laughs> so there was a reason. So, like to know. So we were, we were discussing um, the podcast at camp because Harry was chatting about it and saying like um, how much he's enjoying it and stuff. And I said, and um, they someone asked you, where's your co-host from? And I said he's from Wales. And they said, oh, get him to say, is it one hundred or a thousand in Welsh? And I was like. Uh, okay, I didn't, I didn't obviously know what was going to be said, <laughs> but what is a hundred or a thousand in Welsh? Well, one hundred um, is in count, and then uh, one thousand is in meal. So it il I will just also say a cunt to be honest. In count, in count, in count. See, I just said something saying I'm in count. Anyway. <laughs> So yeah, my my friend tried to stitch me up <laughs> at camp, and I was like, "That's very fu- nice pink Floyd shirt, by the way." I've just noticed we're both. Is it pink Floyd? Thank you. We're both wearing a pink Floyd shirt. We are today. both wearing a pink Floyd shirt. Yeah. Which one have you got on? What? And we didn't plan that. Mine I've is, got um, on a. No one can see this, by the way. But Darkman, yeah, I'm on Darkman. Um, I've I, I've got on similar to my tattoo. It's the the dark side of the moon one. Like mm-hmm. prism with the thing, and then it's got two astronauts shaking hands with one on fire in space. Nice. So we didn't plan TK Maxx. We didn't plan this, but nope. that's you know just a little behind the scenes for you. Beautiful stuff. Um, <laughs> so where did you go? Talk to me about your night in uh, in Bath then, because this so, is like technically your first my... proper night out. <laughs> it is actually, yeah. So my. My friend's going uh, has gone to Bath University. It's second year now, and we were all like, "Yeah, we'll 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 go up." Um, 
when he was in his first year. And obviously COVID happened and stuff and we couldn't. And then um, he's actually got a house now up there um, with his, his flatmates. Um, and he was up there on his own. So me and a few of the boys were like, oh, we might as well go up. So um, Saturday night after work, we got, I literally finished work. I went straight in the car. We go straight up there. And uh, yeah, just had a, a really good night in Bath. Um, spent the whole night just, I think I just destroyed like like 10 cans of ale in, the, in some sort of park. Uh, some random park and then went into um, two nightclubs went into Revolution mm-hmm. which I think is the chain yeah, chain for, kind for, of nightclub for, thing for which was yeah it's the most it's the most like <laughs> I I walked in there and I was like this place is crawling with COVID like it was so packed like I couldn't even move like it was insane. I was like, right, uh, and there was people of all ages there, and I was like, oh, this is a bit fucking strange. I was like, not used to it at all. It took me like half an hour to get served, and I was like, this is this is going to be a long night. I can't get drunk. Um, finally, got a drink, and it was like seven pound fifty. I was like, fuck me, this is expensive. And I was like, this night is is destined to fail. And then we went to the other nightclub, which is like small. Uh, bit more of a student nightclub. Um mm-hmm. it's called the second floor or something. Uh or second bridge, I think. Mm-hmm. And that place was absolutely insane. It was a maze to get around, which I was warned before that nightclubs are like some sort of like weird maze where there's just random shit on the walls. Um and you never quite know where you are, where where the exit is. And yeah, it was completely like that. And I had an amazing time just dancing. There was a, I think I spent half the night chanting Super Jack Grealish at some bloke who looked like Jack Grealish. That <laughs> <laughs> was quite fun. I was going to say, one day, um, when you come down our ends, our ends, when you come down to Norwich, I'll take you on a proper night out in Norwich because you will have the best time. Take you to the murderers, then we'll end up at the waterfront and get spoons. Oh, it's going to be, it's going to be beautiful. <laughs> and we'll, we'll we'll even we'll probably we'll we'll vlog the whole thing because hashtag banter and that'll be funny as fuck. Um, yes. But yeah, so that's amazing. How how long did it take you to get to Bath? Because you live in the middle of nowhere in comparison to Bath. Took us about three and a half hours. Wow. Going at sun speed <laughs> to get to the actual into bath. I didn't drive. My okay. my one of my good friends did and then I uh I I just sat in the back seat destroying a few a few cans of Hazy Jane. Nice. <laughs> but uh yeah no, it was good and the, the Sunday was actually amazing. It was like one of the best days I've had in a long time. Uh like we were, I was everyone else was hangover. I, we got in at about four, half four, and I woke up about eight o'clock, and I was like, oh, I feel, I feel fine. So I walked downstairs, I was like, there's, there's no, there's no movement. So I sat on the sofa, I got bored, I decided to go sit in the garden, I got even more bored, went inside, listened, decided to start listening to the, uh, is it the, I don't know how to pronounce it. The Liguina Ignota record. Oh, Christ. Ignota. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I listened to the, that, the new one. I was like, fuck it, now. <laughs> I listened to it all the way through. Someone came downstairs to with wonder a what I was doing. <laughs> with, with, I wasn't. I didn't. I wasn't too bad. I think I might be still drunk. Jesus. <laughs> um, but yeah, good. And then every ten minutes, my mate Alid was just spewing in the toilet and going back to bed, and then and end the cycle. So I was like, I finished the album. I thought that was an experience. I don't think I'll ever have again. Um, decided to go to co-op for a bit of breakfast. Got back about ten. Waited a bit more. Everyone got up. I, uh, we, they were like, they were all a bit hanging. Alid didn't stay, come out of bed all day, just stayed in bed, <laughs> still spewing all day. Um, but I was fine. And then we just ventured into Bath and just walked around, and it was just a really nice day. It was a, such a nice city to, to be at. Um, it's 10 times better than Cardiff and Swansea. But yeah, it, just a very cool day out. Awesome stuff. I think that is mental that you listen to that record while hungover. Um, so, <laughs> for those of you who may not know, because um, Laguina Ignota is a very, very abrasive, very difficult to listen to artist. And when I say difficult to listen to, it's not that she's, you know, really screamy or really, like, it's just the feeling that it makes you feel. To the point, so I have, this is a bit of, again, background to my life. When I'm driving, I've got a Spotify playlist, and it's everything that I've ever listened to, and anything I like. It's about 400 hours, I stick it on shuffle, and whatever comes up, comes up. Nine times out of ten, I spend half my journey clicking the skip button to find something I actually want to listen to. But sometimes it throws up, you know, a good song... I'll turn it off shuffle and then I'll listen to that album in full. That's generally how it works. Anyway, I'm driving along and uh, normally speaking, I and I don't condone looking at your phone. And I should always pay attention when driving. But to change the stereo, there's two buttons. So I feel like I can do that safely without looking. Just press. It's basically like guess the intro. I listen to about 10 seconds of a song. Go, either I know it, I want to listen to it, or I don't. And I skip it. Anyway, so yeah. I skip, 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 and um, Laguna Ignota came on. Do you doubt me, traitor of the of her um, <laughs> of her record uh, Caligula? And it is hand on my heart the heaviest thing, heaviest album I listen to. I physically can't. I've listened to it probably three times, all the way through, uh, and. I, I just I can't do it. It's too much. It's too yeah. intense. Um, so I got to a, not a difficult point of driving, but I come to a roundabout. So I had to like manoeuvre and I had to do things uh-huh. rather than skip any buttons, right? And uh, so I've got M, my girlfriend in the car, and she's like, I can't hear it. Who is it? And like she turns the song up because it's quite a slow, brooding... <laughs> oh, no intro and I, I glance over with my eye and I'm like oh god and she's like I might skip it I went do not touch the radio I said just listen to this song and I shit you not she nearly cried She j- that song nearly brought her to tears 
She's like, Matt, I genuinely yeah. don't I genuinely don't like it. It's making me feel really like it's, it's a yeah. horrible It's so the, the fact- most uncomfortable I've felt listening to music ever, but I think in the best way because it makes you think, it makes oh, you gotcha. feel yeah. And music, music should always make you feel something, whether it's sadness, anger, you know, it, happiness. Uh, yeah, it is. It's like so listen- abrasive. It's it's insane. like listening. It's like listening to a nightmare. It's fucking horrible. Um, I, I remember when that album came out. Just on a quick tangent, when that came out, I got sent it uh, on the Friday. It came out at like two a.m. by a mate who's massively into that kind of stuff. I was like, just listen to this. It's really good. I listened to the whole thing at two AM in the dark with headphones on. I was Jesus. I was a wreck. Oh, I didn't sleep at all that night. It was horrible. But yeah, so yeah. the fact you listened to it when you had a hangover is amazing. Yeah. Even like with with her music, like even if you're just taking out all the bits where she does scream, but for anyone who doesn't know, it's not metal screaming. No. It's real screaming as if yeah. like a night terror style scream um, but if you take all that out even the operatic stuff is still so dark and just leaves you with like this really like like dark cloud above you it feels like I don't know it's, it's so so eerie and like I when I first heard because uh, I've not listened to the new record I'm I'm waiting to. I'm building myself up to it because I, I just know. Oh wow! I know it's just gonna ruin my day. Like that's how I feel about that record. It ruined my day. Um, someone described it as like the dirt underneath your fingernail, and it just makes you feel horrible and dirty. And like, like because it's so, and the lyrics are you know just atrociously uh, abrasive. Um, it makes you feel like you're part of the problem even though like it's like it's like you watching someone get assaulted but doing nothing about it yeah yeah exactly yeah and it's yeah. like you it wa- feels like it- you want to help but there's just nothing you can do it's yeah yeah because all the things she's speaking about has happened and it's mm. like it feels like she's trapped in a box and you can't get to her yeah and you just gotta listen and almost talk to yourself because you're like Fuck, why has this happened? What? But th- this new record really, it has kind of like a concept about it in a way. Okay. Um, in, a, in a sense of like, I think it's it leans more into like her relationship with God and with religion and mm-hmm. like kind of taking that angle towards the stuff that happened to her, um, which I found that was actually gave listening back to Caligula, it made it sound much... Well, I think I think Caligula sounds better after this has been released because it okay. just, again, puts it into perspective like kind of where she's at and stuff like that. It's, it's like... I think it's the song is Today Ben the Tall Grass is yeah. just fucking nuts. Like... <laughs> some of the, the lyrics are... If you like take them on their own, they sound silly. Yeah. But the way she's like screams them, it's like fucking hell, just like screaming, just kill him now, stuff like that. And the the build um at the start, the the intro track, I've forgotten what it's called, and then into that song is just perfect. It is yeah. 
harrowing. I was going to say, we wouldn't normally do music reviews, but yeah, that was quite good. I quite enjoyed that. Um, if you want something, if you're, if you're, <laughs> if that sounds like your kind of thing, uh, she is currently dating, and I don't, we don't really do this as a thing, but she's currently dating the, um, or she's married to one of the two, I can't remember, uh, the uh, singer of the band Daughters, which makes a fucking load of sense that those two are together, because that Daughters record from a couple of years back is abrasive as fuck as well. Um, and again, don't listen to that in a dark room with headphones on, because you'll probably end up crying or having some sort of mental breakdown. But it's good fun. Um, speaking of fun, little segue, Reading Leeds Festival, to bring the mood back <laughs> up. Um, are you packed? Yeah. Are you excited? Am I packed? Am I packed? That is the question. Oh, <laughs> I'm having an absolute nightmare, Matt. I'm oh. having an absolute nightmare. Oh, I only got my tent two days ago. Um, yeah, it's oh, we're leaving Wednesday morning. Uh, yeah. Um, we the last. I think we're okay now, but the last maybe seventy-two hours has been maybe the most stressed I have been ever with trying to find a tent, trying to find all the equipment I need. And did you know that for some reason now Mountain Warehouse decided to stop selling actual camping equipment so they just sell clothes? So I was like, oh, that's fine. I'll just go Mountain Warehouse, grab a load of stuff. That's what I did last time. Last time I went to download, I went in there, got a, like, um, like I think I got my, my, my rucksack from there, I got all my stuff from there, my sleeping bag and all, went in there, nothing. I was like, oh, that's when the panic started to set in. I was like, right, Amazon Prime. Oh, <laughs> and it was like nothing I wanted, nothing that was cheap was on Prime. And I was like, Jesus. I was going on like websites. It was like, oh, it'll arrive like on Wednesday. And I was like, well, that's not good. Um, yeah, I've, I've got now a three-man tent that I put up and is actually very good and, and big. And... I've actually, for the first time ever, managed to put up a tent um, because I can't do it. Uh, so that's all right. But now it's it's come to the point where we've got all the stuff and I'm panicking now thinking, wait, I'm definitely missing something. We're definitely missing something here. I, I, tell, you, I tell you this much, right? So I've been going to festivals since 2016 and at Bloodstock, we had a revelation. This is not a new revelation to season campers or festival goers, go on Amazon, buy yourself a hexi stove, right? They're about four quid, and you can buy like these fuel gel block things for about three or four quid, right? And get yourself a kettle because you will save yourself a fucking shitload of money, right? And you can <laughs> boil like water, obviously. Uh, to have pot noodles, noodles, whatever you want. But when you go to Bloodstock, and Bloodstock's pretty decent in terms of pricing, right? When the vendors are charging £3 and plus for a cup of tea or a hot chocolate or something, yeah, Rich just rolled his eyes at me. <laughs> um, you know, Jesus. It, was, it, was, it changed our festival, I'm not going to lie. Like, it genuinely changed our entire festival. So if you can, they're literally no bigger than a pack of cards. A little bigger than a pack of cards, this thing. And it's about four quid, but it will change your festival, I promise. 
I I took one last time when it downloaded. It didn't come out of the bag. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, just saying, like, it will change the rest of all. But yeah, carry on. <laughs> um, yeah, no, because last time, well, we definitely, over, like, when I went download with my mate Dylan, we mm-hmm. overpacked so much. Like, we had so much food and shit that we didn't touch, so much equipment that we didn't touch. Maybe because of the weather, because I think when the weather's so bad like it was uh, download, it was like, right, I don't want to be anywhere near my bogged down tent. I just want to be like on my feet, like around other people to make it less worse. Um, but so maybe if I'm camping, like if I'm more around my tent, it'll be better. But yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to think of things that I'm, I might have forgotten. Like I'm, I've got to get a water carrier from somewhere. Because I think they're yeah. they're essential, maybe. Bad, um, essential. That's the only thing I think that I haven't got. I couldn't find for the the last few days uh, a camping chair because Tesco decided to stop doing their two for twelve quid thing. This close to what I will say is go Brilliant to go to Fat Frank's. Are uh, they cheap? Uh, I think they were ten quid. For a camping chair. Oh, that's not too bad. Oh, that's um, not too bad. Yeah, so, Franks, they do, like, literally everything you'd need if you've not if you've forgotten it. Um, and they're really, really nice guys. Um, why is it not coming with... I'm just trying to search up the weather for Reading. It's, uh, I, I can tell you what it is okay, now. Okay, so, on, on the BBC website, it says, sunny intervals on Friday, sunny Saturday, uh, sunny Sunday... An overcast Wednesday and Thursday. That's what it's saying on, on the BBC. Yeah, well, when I've got when I've gone on my weather app for now, mm. it's giving it's giving like between twenty and well between nineteen and twenty two degrees. Nice, pretty so, much perfect weather for Reading then. Yeah, it shouldn't be it shouldn't be bad, but I'm going to take wellies because oh, gotcha. <laughs> well, you never know. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, I was going to say... Yeah. Yeah, if you just... don't take wellies to a festival, you're doomed. Well, saying that, I took my pair of slip-on vans and that was it to Bloodstock and I'd hope for the best. Oh, wow. I, I really bit the bullet <laughs> on that. But luckily I got away with it. But um, Looking at the lineup, it looks... Um, not a lot's changed so bad. far. It's not bad, but um, obviously like, just because of COVID and things, not a lot's changed. At this point in time, is it my understanding that Machine Gun Kelly's pulled out though? Right. So I think Machine Gun Kelly is a given that he's pulled out because he's got a show the next day in America. Right. So, unless he's got some sort of private jet, which he probably yeah, has. He's not there. But I, yeah, he probably has, but I, could, I can't see him doing it still. Um, so I'm guessing he's pulling out. Mm-hmm. As it is, that's a given. Um, which don't know why they haven't announced it. Like I think, as soon as you know these things, you should probably announce it. But obviously, behind the scenes, there's probably stuff going on, which could be that there's a load that are going to pull out, and they're just finalising it, and they're finalising replacements, so they can almost just like release a new lineup poster. But I think my understanding is there's been a lot of talk about Post Malone also not doing it because of just logistical reasons and stuff. Now, see, um, I've, I've heard differently to that. See, I've seen on 
Facebook and Twitter that um, I think it was in the San Paddy squad that uh, someone put a picture of a truck by night, which is a logistics company that worked for big artists, saying they'd taken a load of Post Malone stuff and staged it up to Reading or okay. Leeds, whichever, yeah, whichever, whichever site he plays first. But um, I imagine it probably be Reading for uh, Leeds first. Um, but yeah, so. Just looking down at the post, obviously Biffy was the main real talking point as a replacement for for Queens of the Stone Age. But um, I think this year's Reading, there's a lot of crap on there. For my personal taste, yeah. there's there's a lot of filler on there. And there's a lot of stuff that's like, eh, fair enough. But there is some good, there is some redeemable redeemable stuff on there. Uh, Stormzy, uh, Post Malone, Disclosure, Biffy, uh, and Liam Gallagher, I think, are all worth seeing. Catfish um, are going to be good. I mean, not really my cup of tea, but they're not offensive. Generally, they're not, they're not orgasm, so, you know. Although they are on the bill as well somewhere. <laughs> I could see that. But, yeah, um, they are. So, it, it looks like it could be, could be all right. Yeah, I think I think because it's like it's going to be Jade's first festival as well. Yeah. Um. So there's that, and I think like the returns to festivals. I think I just want to like just chill out a bit more at this festival, and not having not having so much on. I want to see is a good thing in in a way, Mm -hmm. um, because it means I haven't got to rush everywhere. Like, literally, I think most of my days, apart from a few, it's, like, the acts I want to see start at, like, like four in the afternoon. Like, yeah. I think there's one day where it's, like, Creepers the first band I want to see, and they're on, like, fucking eight o'clock or something. So it's, like, I'm, that's good in a way, because I can just spend the day walking around. Yeah. I I, I don't think they're going to, because it's ready and late, and it's just the way the crowd are. But I really hope they pull a decent sized crowd. But I think they will. Yeah. But not yeah. not the crowd they deserve. It, do you know what I mean? Like I, I I they need to be on the main stage like with a huge crowd. But I can't. Obviously they're playing yeah. in the pit stage, which is in, which is one of the tents, which is good. But also you know, I'd prefer them. Well, I don't know if I'd prefer them on the main stage or a tent. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't think putting them on the pit stage was a good idea. Because what you're doing there is they're a band now that transcends any genre. Like they, they do so much different stuff, and I think they would appeal to most people who like anything from indie to rock to punk to anything like that. So I think put them on the pit stage where your casual fan wouldn't go because they go, oh, the pit stage, that's metal. I've never heard Creeper before, but I imagine they're just heavy metal. I'm not going to go see that. So I think it'd be better if they were put on a main stage or a, a much more like neutral stage. Um, but hopefully they they do a good set. Hopefully I can get close to the front if it's not that packed. Um, yeah, I mean if so, if, yeah. if I if I had it my way personally, stick them on the Biffy stage uh, on on that day where they've got neck deep on their young blood. Uh, Biffy, yeah, hundred percent. You know, obviously, Machine Gun Kelly would have been on that stage as well, 
which would have, you know, complemented Creeper, I guess, with his new material rather than his older stuff. But yeah, Creeper yeah, will be great. <laughs> they will be great, hopefully. Um, I'm so excited to see them. Like, so excited. I'm like Jade. Nothing is going to come in between me and seeing Creeper. Like, this is one of the main reasons I'm going. Just um, get down the front. Right? Get there early. Get to the front. Hundred percent. Yeah. I'm I'm actually I'm interested to see if they'll actually replace Machine Gun Kelly with anyone, or they'll just bump someone up. Mm-hmm. Because it's such a short, like I don't know. You think they would? Because he's he's technically sub headliner. Yeah, and um, as, so got as, much a as, as much as he is a a fucking cock womble, like let's let's not forget he's a cock. Um, <laughs> you know. He is a big artist. Like he, he, is he massive, does yeah. some serious numbers in terms of streams and stuff, and he's popular as hell. So it's kind of a bit shit because he's he's also pulled out of Alternative London, which yeah I've actually got two free tickets for. Have you? Yeah. So a bit like All Points East Festival in 2019, the Bring We Done, uh, they're just giving away. Tickets to oh. make make up the numbers. What's the lineup for that? Um, it's weird because it's kind of like alternative, um, and that well, alternative London. That's the whole point of the festival. But architects yeah. are headlining the indoor stage, um, and Sleep Token are also playing on that day as well. Was well, the a one day thing? Um, but yeah. they're also playing. Let me just get the line up. Two seconds. Um, just because, well, I said to um, Becca, I was like, did you fancy coming? And she's like, oh, I'm not really, I'm working, da 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 da. Um, but I was like, it would be really good. And besides, Architects for free. Um, Playboy Coyote? Does that ring any bells to you? Nope. Uh, Architects Little Yeetsy? A. Yahtzee, I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> all the, all the, all the lils. Uh, literally all the lils. Uh, Machine Gun Kelly, what was he going to be pulling out? Uh, the kids, Laurie, Little Skies, Ski Mask, and the Slump God. I'm not making these names up, by the way. Uh, Chase Atlantic, Sleep Token, who be really good. Princess Nokia, which is a fucking stupid name. Uh, Smoke. Yeah. Para. Purpy? Purpy? So it's smoke and then P U R P P. An artist called Clever. Fucking brilliant. Um, Sam Wise, Blexley, uh, Bob Villian. Bob Villian, I have heard of because he was quite prominent um, during the Black Lives Matter thing that was going on um, when George Floyd. Uh, right. I saw him quite a lot. Uh, on Instagram, uh, chucking up a lot of sad, a lot of things. Uh, Pierre Brown, Z Toy touchdown, Wargasm, my absolute favourites. Oh, they're doing, they're doing, they're doing everything. They've yeah, got they a hell of a buddy agent or yeah manager. <laughs> and there's loads of other stuff that I just don't know, so I'm not going to go to it. But yeah, so it's London's first alternative hip hop and rock festival. That's what it is. Yeah. That's what it's dubbed as. Basically, 
Um, it was meant to, I think tickets were like 60 quid. Yeah, 65 quid. Yeah. And I've got two for free. Um, so, you know, I can pretend to go and see Sleep Token uh, and Architects for free at Clapham Common in London on the 30th of August. So, you know what? Oh. If I've got nothing better to do that day, I might well go do that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, considering an architect's actual gig is going to cost you 50 quid. So, <laughs> yeah, you know. definitely. And I love architects and I love that new record, but um, I'm not, I'm not going to go and see them. I'm not going to pay 50 quid to go and see them. I can see them for free. Like, yeah, yeah but, that just makes sense, you know. But replacing uh, Machine Gun Kelly could well be Architect. I could see that. Or Royal Blood, maybe. But I think Royal Blood are closer to headline in it. Royal Blood? What, uh, what are Royal Blood doing now? Are they, um, they're they headlining. got their new album out. They're headlining somewhere, aren't they? I thought they were at, uh, are they at Portsmouth uh, Victoria Festival. I don't know. Just gonna uh, note that tram lines they're headlining next year, twenty twenty two. Yeah, I, I can see Royal Blood making that jump to either co- probably co headliner at the moment, but maybe they'll do something. Maybe architects. Maybe they'll just bump the young blood up and put someone else there. Um, you know, I, apparently the, the the secret set. They did. I think last year was Bullet for My Valentine. So I was like, "Oh, it could be something good." It's a band called Water Parks. Don't know who they are. Water Parks are a quick listen. Nothing special. Yeah, nothing special. So, Reece, yeah. have you have you seen the tram lines lineup for twenty twenty two? Nope. You may want to look at that, mate. So the streets, the Kig, Circle Waves. Pigeon Detectors, The Blinders on the main stage, Royal Blood, Blossoms, Sherlock's, um, yeah, and a couple of others I don't know, uh, Supergrass, Dizzy Rascal, Tom Walker, uh, Fratelli's, and then on the together, the second stage, uh, Jake Bug, Sophie Ellis Baxter, um, some other people. That's not bad, you know. No, sounds good. And there's on the, on the comedy stage, Joe Dominant and uh, Milton Jones, Shappy, what's her face? Um, no, I can't pronounce. Yeah, there's some, there's some good good stuff in there, man. Might have took itself for that. But yeah, no. Um, very bad for running your needs. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, oh, actually, hang on, a minute. 120 quid for a weekend ticket for tram lines. Oh wow. It's not bad. It's not bad at all. Um, but yeah, so running the leads looks looks pretty good. It looks okay. I I think I looks just, like it'll be fun. Yeah, I just want to go to a festival again. That's that's kind of where I'm at. To be <laughs> honest. Yeah. One one thing I will say um, to running the leads, and this is meant to cause them harm. They they they. Organization is shocking. Jesus yes. Christ! They, they are shocking at the minute, real bad. They've had an abs- they've had an absolute nightmare with the tickets, the whole, whole transfer. They're getting in with COVID. How like all of that stuff? Their the app, you know, like the the official app, right? 
Mm-hmm. Still doesn't show the lineup. Shows literally nothing. They've, wow. then, they've announced a new. They've announced a new map, but it's clearly not the new map. It's they've made a mistake. Like it's clearly the old map. Um, there's there's nothing on the the app of like what's on. Like if you're a new person going to that festival, and you have no clue about festivals, you'd be like so anxious because it doesn't tell you anything. There's no information anywhere. All the information you can find is very vague about this year, and it's all the stuff to do with the 2019 one. It's yeah. like their, their organization is is so bad. I can see there being a lot of um, problems when we get there and stuff with various logistical things. But yeah, like if you compare that to like download, like I think a few weeks before download, they released the food store people and they put on their like what's going to be on, all the different entertainment, stuff like that. And it's very much laid out. You get, there's always updates and stuff. Literally, it's been like, Reading have gone like, oh, just ask Ticketmaster about all, all the ticket stuff. And there's there's still people who don't have a clue how they're going to get into the festival because they haven't had their tickets and stuff like that. It's, it's, yeah, it's been a bit, of a, bit of a bit of a nightmare. I mean, I've got my tickets and it's been fine, but for ages couldn't transfer them um and yeah the app is just a shambles so <laughs> uh yeah they need to sort that out yeah it's it's not good to say the least um i was gonna say we still have got tickets uh for rocking the bowl which i will discuss with you probably off the podcast but hopefully we can still try and make that work i'm hoping to go yeah it's um well I've got I've got two tickets so if you want to make the journey um then we shall go and do that but um yeah I'm not sure how we're gonna make that work because it's in Sheffield and I've got to check with <laughs> work and, and various other things but I'm just dying to go to another festival like I I yeah. really 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 you know and it kind of proves the point how important festivals are to not only people like me and you but to the stage crews and the catering crews and, and everyone really it's it's so important so so important um yeah what i was going to say unless you've got anything else i think that's probably a good place to to wrap things up I've got nothing else to say awesome stuff so we will be back when do you go to reading you're reading 27 go wednesday Wednesday, okay, so you, okay, what I will say, I'm not going to say too much, because if I say too much I'll jinx it, (laughs) but there is two potential band interviews coming up next week one of which is a sizable sizable band um, and the other is an up and coming band, which I'm really really excited to chat to as well I'm going to say no more than that, just in case it falls through. But we've got everything across that happens. Uh, so obviously you'll get that podcast, or those podcasts coming out, in the interim while Reese is at Reading. And then we'll do a bit of a retrospect about Reading. Um, obviously when we come back, when Reese comes back, if that's cool with Reese. That is cool. That is cool. Right. Cool, that's that then. Um, apologies for the delays and everything else, but we are the most inconsistent music podcast on the internet, so 
the best way to uh, make sure you don't miss a beat is to subscribe, basically. And then when we do decide to put our podcast, when we do, when we can, it just pops up in your feed and you're like, ah, never mind Polly Podcast. Double click and you get to hear our lovely dulcet tones. Um, if you want to follow me personally, my Instagram is enter underscore Matt. Uh, my YouTube is youtube.com forward slash nevermindmat. Oh, and just to preempt, there won't be a Bloodstock vlog. I apologise. I was having way too much fun. I recorded about three things. So, apologies <laughs> for that. Um, do you want to plug your two dollars or are you not bothered? I don't have anything I remember. <laughs> Fair enough. They'll be in the show notes anyway, so if you want to give Reese a follow, go and do that. Right. Adios all. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.